Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. Today I'm going to hit you with two poems that are not mine and what I've been working on and a bunch of really interesting things and then I'm going to tell you where I actually am when you hear this and then I'm going to tell you about some new stuff that I'm making that's actually really, really, really not like the old stuff that I've made and that's cool too. So I'll tell you about that. Okay, so Here we go. I'm really resisting the urge to start over because I like to do it in one take. This is called Advice to Myself, and this is by Louise Erdrich, E-R-D-R-I-C-H. Advice to Myself. Leave the dishes. Let the celery rot in the bottom drawer of the refrigerator and an earthen scum harden on the kitchen floor. Leave the black crumbs in the bottom of the toaster. Throw the cracked bowl out and don't patch the cup. Don't patch anything. Don't mend. Buy safety pins. Don't even sew on a button. Let the wind have its way, then the earth that invades it as dust, and then the dead foaming up in gray rolls underneath the couch. Talk to them. Tell them they are welcome. Don't keep all the pieces of the puzzles or the dolls' tiny shoes in pairs. Don't worry who uses whose toothbrush or if anything matches at all, except one word to another or a thought. Pursue the authentic. Decide first what is authentic, then go after it with all your heart. Your heart, that place you don't even think of cleaning out. That closet stuffed with savage mementos. Don't sort the paper clips from screws from saved baby teeth or worry if we're all eating cereal for dinner again. Don't answer the telephone, ever, or weep over anything at all that breaks. Pink molds will grow within those sealed cartons in the refrigerator. Accept new forms of life and talk to the dead who drift in through the screened windows, who collect patiently on the tops of food jars and books. Recycle the mail. Don't read it. Don't read anything except what destroys the insulation between yourself and your experience or what pulls you down or what strikes at or what shatters this ruse you call necessity. Because what we deem necessity in society is so often not at all necessary to living a beautiful and wonderful and amazing life, and it's often counterproductive to it. Like making sure that your dishes are neatly arranged by color and height and uniformity in a Pinterest-worthy way isn't really the height of living. So while you are listening to this, I am in Portland where I've rented a tiny goat farm, 
and I invited 14 people to come and meet me and be with me, and they are my favorite people, and I'm calling it Magic House, and we are doing things together. And what are we doing? I don't even know. There's a day when we're going to get tattoos, and we're going to talk, and we're going to share, and we're going to laugh, and we're going to have meals, and we're going to be in community, and we're going to see what happens. Because sometimes that's the most necessary thing you can do, is to just throw yourself into it and see what happens. So that's what I'm doing. I'm having a really good week this week, which is leading to an, oh God, what's coming next feeling. So I'm having some foreboding joy. There's a whole podcast about this, but it's basically what Brene Brown says is when something feels really good or really right, or you're like, you're headed on the right track, that you immediately think, oh God, what's coming next? So I'm having that and I'm fighting it. And I'm going to tell you about some things that are coming up. And then I'm just going to stop telling you what I'm going to do and just fucking do it. Okay, so things that are coming up. First, on July 25th, I'm going to teach a class called Naked Selling. And I'm terrified to teach this class because it's very, 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 very vulnerable. It's things that I've never said out loud before to anyone for any reason, for any purpose. And it's a bunch of stuff that's really near and dear to my heart, but that I've never addressed before. So Naked Selling is on July 25th, and you can find more at brandcampblog.com slash naked. It's free for Fuck Yeah Club members, um, which is just the name of my email list, so you don't have to be like, oh, it costs lots of money. And we're going to talk about sex, and we're going to talk about selling, and we're going to talk about the ways those intersect. We're going to talk about the ways that you sell that feel amazing, and the ways that other people sell that feel terrible, and why they feel terrible, and how you can make sure that your selling does not feel terrible. And then I'm going to tie that into a class that I really, 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 really love, that I do not teach. And um, I don't have anything new coming out to sell you at the end. Like, it's a webinar with no... Ta-da! Jazz hands reveal of a new product. So just fucking come and hang out, and, uh, and we'll see what happens. Two, my poetry book, All the Selves I Used to Be, is happening, and it's coming into print on August 1st. You can grab your copy at kristenkelp.com. Hopefully you can spell my name by now. And Steer Your Ship still has a couple of spots left. That is at steeryourship.com. And that is six months of coaching with me along with um, swimming with otters and going to play with whales and all sorts of wonderful and magnificent adventures uh, in person in San Diego, California, and in Philadelphia over the course of about six months, starting in October. So go take a look. And if you're like, I'm fucking broke, then I'm like, go make the dollars because you need to make that happen. And if you're like, I don't know how to make the dollars then I want you to Google Brand Camp Blog and $1,000 in your inbox game and go play that game. So what's been happening is, what you can't see because I'm not showing you, is that I'm working behind the scenes to make this naked selling class, which is really just something that must be done. It isn't necessarily to, like, there isn't any program I'm releasing afterward or book or anything. It's just, it just is. It's a separate thing that feels imperative to do. And then there's All the Selves I Used to Be, which is a poem book, and is also, um, since it's not really branding related or in any way business related, it also required a new website, obviously. So I built kristenkelp.com, and I'm releasing All the Selves I Used to Be, and I'm making Naked Selling, and I'm working on making two previous programs into print books as well, and I have dominatrixing clients, and I'm preparing for Magic House, 
to go on, and I have some ghostwriting work, and I'm putting together a new book uh, called Rebel You, 40 Days to the Art, 40 Days to Master the Art of Not Giving a Fuck. So if you're like, that's a lot of things, I'm like, yes, but they're all necessary and vital, and I do better when my days are full versus like, ah, there's nothing I can do today, I'll just play on Bravo TV. So if you feel like, oh my God, I can't possibly be this busy doing all these different things. I have to choose just one thing. Currently, I am planning a retreat that I'm having just for fun. I'm planning a retreat that I'm holding um, for dollars in business and official purposes. I have two books in the works, a poetry book in the works. I had to make a new website and I'm making a class that I'm teaching just for fun, but it won't fall off the calendar no matter how hard I try. So if you're like, I just have to pick one thing and do it, no, you don't. If you're like, I just have to pick one project and do it, no, you don't. You do have to do what you say you're going to do, but that doesn't have to be just one thing. So it could be, if you're like me, I focus better when I'm like, I'm working on this, and then I'm working on this, and then I'm working on this, and then I'm working on this. And it's easier for me to have five things to bounce between to be working on than have just one project that I try to work on for eight hours every single day for like a two-week block which is how the experts tell you to do it. I am so much better working on five projects for an hour a day each than I am working on one project for those same five hours. It's the way that my brain likes to operate so that it isn't just like I'm doing the same thing over and over. There are different things happening. I like those moving pieces. If you're like that, cool, you can just be like that. It's okay. It's okay to be working on multiple projects as long as you're actually working on them and you're doing what you say you're going to do. It's okay to release work into the world without a disproportionate amount of hoopla and a 74-point sales strategy. Totally cool if you want a 74-point sales strategy, but I found that the way I like to release work into the world is to be like, hey, look, kristenkelp.com, there are poems available. You can get them, but you don't have to. The end. (laughs) It's okay to release your past work in new forms. So if you had something and it was cool for a while and then you want to bring it back in a new way or reinvent it or use just part of it or add on to it, it's okay to do that. It's okay to embrace the parts of you that are not monetizable. Poetry is never going to be my multi-million dollar budding, 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 budding career. And yet it feels absolutely vital and necessary to release that book. And there were so many things hinged on my releasing that book that the energy just wasn't available for until I agreed via the cosmos or energy or the universe or whatever that I would actually let it out and share it with everyone. It's okay to live as if your life actually matters beyond the size of your bank account because of course it does. But so much of business education is on become a four-figure business, a five-figure business, a six-figure business, a seven-figure business, an eight-figure business, and that's not fucking interesting. How much money do you make in a year is not an interesting question. I've met so many people with multi-six-figure businesses and seven-figure businesses that are bored, tired, lonely, stressed out, and hate their lives. So fuck that as as a reason to follow anybody or listen to anybody. Your life matters because you matter, and it matters so much more than the size of your bank account. So are you having a good time? Are you bringing your work into the world in an honest way? Every day, are you continuing to do that? Because that is important and that matters, so keep doing that. It's okay to be dance around and sing happy songs excited about what you're making. 
As long as your enthusiasm is not an act, as long as it's genuine, we are in, we want more, and we want to see your enthusiasm. And it's okay to try new things and to let yourself fall in love with new things as long as you don't completely abandon everyone and everything you've ever loved. So let yourself explore and try new things and try new combinations of things and let it be amazing and wonderful and lovely and beautiful and fan-fucking-tastic. And so I will close with another poem that is not mine because Mary Oliver says everything way better than I can. And this one is called The Journey. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began, though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles. Mend my life, each voice cried, but you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do, though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible. It was already late enough and a wild night and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds and there was a new voice which you slowly recognized as your own that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. Again, that's The Journey by Mary Oliver, and it's totally worth printing out and posting wherever you can. And should you endure Mary Oliver, please listen to Krista Tippett's interview with her on On Being, the unedited version. It's magnificent. Okay, so kristenkelp.com to pre-order All the Selves I Used to Be, 69 poems from 1999 to 2015. It's a whole new thing that I've never done before. It's not like Brandcamp. It is its own special entity. And um, I will see you when I'm back from Portland, revitalized and energized and doing God knows what, because I don't know what's going to happen. Thank you so much for listening. I'm at braincamponline at gmail.com. And I will see you naked, braincampblog.com slash naked on July 25th. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you Come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.